0: wants to hear it. And if you've heard it, it hurts. It's when your spouse looks at you and says, I don't love you anymore. Or maybe they say it like this. I love you, but not in love with you anymore. Is it over? Is there anything you can do? Actually, there's a lot you can do. Let's talk about that next on Relationship Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. This is Kimberly Holmes, our CEO. Kimberly, we deal with marriages literally all over the world. Mm -hmm. And even though cultures change country to country, and even sections within a country, we find that there are so many commonalities, no matter where in the world you are, when it comes to relationships. Mm -hmm. We want to be with a person that we feel loves us. And we know the research says, if I feel you don't love me, don't like me, don't respect me, in all likelihood, I'm going to want out of the relationship. Right. And so if a person looks at you and says, I don't love you anymore, or as the other one goes, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Those are two different things. The lo- I love you, but not in love with you really has to do with a lack of eroticism. And we'll talk about that second. But let's look at the first one. I don't love you anymore. Is it possible for people to stop loving? Absolutely. It is. Yeah. And how does that happen?
1: Well, we talked about this in depth on a previous episode of Relationship Radio, the one titled How People Fall In and Out of Love. Mm -hmm. But basically how it happens, how people can fall out of love, is they stop feeling like that relationship is one in which they are accepted and one in which the other person is evoking positive emotions in them.
0: Okay, so I can fall out of love. Even if there's nobody else in my life, nothing mm-hmm. else that I'm pursuing, I can fall out of love with you just by feeling that you don't really, truly, honestly love me. Right? That that you want me to meet certain criteria, whatever that criteria might be, mm-hmm. and if I don't meet that criteria, losing weight. Uh, looking better physically, whatever it might Making be. Making
1: a certain amount of money, yeah. yeah
0: it could be that. Mm-hmm. That if I don't meet your criteria, then then you're not going to accept me. Then I can actually stop loving you just because of the fact that I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that I feel doesn't love me as I am.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a self-protective measure.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That if I don't love you, it doesn't hurt that you don't, that you don't love me. Right. Of course, there's another side to that, and that is that it may be because even if I did love you, that an emotion I feel for another person has become so strong that even if my love for you still exists, I don't recognize it anymore because it pales in comparison to what I feel for the other person. Mm -hmm. So does that mean a marriage is over then? Well, my spouse actually had a lady tell me this years ago. She said, I know he's in love with the other woman. That makes him happy. So why not divorce? Let him go be with her and he can have his happiness. I said, doesn't it hurt? She said, no, it doesn't hurt at all. It's just, why don't each of us, he needs to do what he needs to do to make him happy. I'll do what I need to do to make me happy. And so I'm all for him not loving me anymore and loving her. Interestingly, Kimberly, as she said it, she had tears in her eyes. Mm. Indicating that...
1: She was absolutely hurting.
0: Yeah, that what was coming out of her mouth in terms of words was not connected to the emotion she was feeling inside of herself. Right. Okay, so if my spouse says he or she doesn't love me anymore, then it could be because of my behaviors Mm -hmm. so that he or she doesn't feel accepted as they are. Mm -hmm. Or it could be because I've been supplanted or replaced by somebody else. Right. So if I want to do something to try to save the marriage, are those two different paths forward? Or is it basically still the same path forward no matter which of those two situations it might be?
1: Well... In one of those situations, there's a slew of things you need to stop doing. Th- those things might still likely be there in the other scenario as well. But if your if your spouse doesn't love you anymore because of the way you have treated them, then that's going to be one thing to focus on, a diff- a, a certain set of things to focus on, stopping doing those certain things like I was saying. If your spouse is in love with someone else, you still need to focus on stopping doing anything that's pushing them away. And starting doing the things to pull them away. So as I talked through it, yes, it's the same thing both ways. Yes, it
0: really is. <laughs> Think about the seven, the seven, uh, how do we call those? The seven the steps. The seven
1: steps to rescue your marriage.
0: All right, seven steps to rescue your marriage. The first one's always the same, no matter what the situation is, mm-hmm. which is?
1: To calm down.
0: Yeah, I don't panic, get That's control. Right. And the second right. one is? To get
1: clarity on what the real situation is, the core issues.
0: So sometimes that means evaluating yourself and coming to realization Wow, I can see that what I'm doing is really pushing my spouse away. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't realize it. Maybe I didn't think about it. I certainly didn't want to, but it's having that effect. And the only way you can figure that out is to look through your spouse's eyes. In other words, try to interpret it the way he or she would. And so if, if that's where you start, you always start by looking at you first, even if it has nothing to do with you. You start by looking at you first because that's something you can do something about. Mm -hmm. But then you may find out, well, it's not really me. I'm not perfect by any means, but it's not really me. It's that other situation or that other person out there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that's when you can really start concentrating on the next step when you really know what's going on. And the next step is?
1: Mm -hmm. To stop pushing your spouse away and start pulling your spouse towards you.
0: Mm -hmm. And you might be thinking, even if there's somebody else pulling him or her away, the answer to that is, Absolutely. Run very quickly to the rest of the steps.
1: All right. Step four is to forgive and reconcile. So forgiveness needs to happen no matter what. But ideally, when you work through the steps that we give you, it will change the situation in your marriage to where your spouse will be open to coming back and looking into reconciliation, which is that second part of step four. Step five is to build trust back. Step six is to ignite intimacy and passion. And step seven is to build your dream life together.
0: So that process really, it doesn't matter what the initial situation is, it's still the same process. Mm -hmm. And so if your spouse says he or she doesn't love you anymore because there's somebody else out there, or if your spouse says he or she doesn't love you anymore because you, whether you meant to or not, have been doing things that have caused them to feel that they're not loved, liked, and respected, either way, the same process works. So don't think you've got to go do that or that or that based on how different the situation is. Now, there are some different nuances of how these things are applied based on your situation, but it's the same number of steps in the same direction.
1: Mm-hmm. And we, so, we have... Mm-hmm. And we have a membership that helps people learn those steps. All the content, all of the support calls, all of the things in our membership are, are based in such a way that it helps follow these seven steps so that people can see where they are and get the help and support that they need to really excel in the stage that they're in and move on to the next step.
0: Okay, very good. Now, we gave another... Scenario, particularly when somebody says, "I love you, but I'm not in love with you," my friend Dr. Barry McCarthy says, "When you hear that, what that means is they have de-eroticized you." Now, if you haven't heard the previous episode of this, I recommend that you go back and listen to it because we talk about that some there. And Kimberly, I'm trying to remember at the end of that episode, I should have written it down. You ask a question about eroticism.
1: Oh yes. Well, I asked. So, what about the 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 family with young children, where the mom has been a stay-at-home mom working all day with the kids. And when the husband get home gets home, she's either so tired that she doesn't feel like doing anything erotic with him, or she's just so caught up with her kids at night that she's not making time for her husband.
0: Question. Uh, A few years ago, I would go once a month to be on a radio program here in Nashville and Woody and Jim, uh, it's a rock and roll station and they played pop and all that kind of stuff. And they're both comedians. They're hilarious to work with. And I'd go in once a month and take phone calls from people about relationships. And I remember this one guy who called in, he said he was like 25 or 26, his wife was the same age, and they already had two children, been married for a while, already had two children, and and he said, she just never seems to be uh, in the mood to make love to me. And so I said, okay, what do you do for a living? He told me. And then I said, what does she do? He said, well, she's a homemaker. She's there all day. I said, are your kids pretty active? He said, rambunctious, I think was the word he used Mm -hmm. back. And, And so she's been chasing them all day, working hard, making your dinner, all those kinds of things. He said, yes. I said, do you realize that in sexology, this is a known fact, that particularly with women, could be true with men, but particularly with women, if they are fatigued, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually even. If they're fatigued, it becomes almost impossible for them to become adequately aroused to really want to make love. And I said, So I would recommend, young man, that you when you get home I know you're tired, you've been working, but I suggest you pitch in and help with the kids and washing dishes and whatever else. And he said, That's woman's work. Uhhuh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He actually said that you know, right here in the 2000s. He <laughs> said, that's woman work, woman's work. And I said, hmm, maybe I need to rephrase that. As long as she's fatigued and you aren't helping her get any rest, she's never going to be in the mood to make love to you. He said, no. what did you say again I should do? And so we went back to the kind of list. And so sometimes in a particular situation that you were describing, the woman needs some help. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, once every so often, I don't know if that's once a week, once every two weeks, I don't know when it is, but maybe maybe they pay for a special daycare for that day and give mom a day at the spa or whatever else like that. Now, mm-hmm. that's if she's becoming fatigued. If she just pays so much attention to the children that she has no time for her husband, then that's time for her to begin to reconsider her actions. Because now we go back to what we talked about earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is the true scenario? What's really going on? And, and when a uh, husband, for example, a wife for that matter could be, but when a husband, for example, feels that he's being replaced by the children, then he starts moving emotionally away from the wife pretty quickly. Mm. And it could be the other way around as well. Mm-hmm. So what else should we say about this before we wrap this up then?
1: So the key here is that even if your spouse has said that they don't love you anymore, there's things that you can do. First of all is to assess why have they said that. Is it because of something you have done intentionally or probably unintentionally that's getting them to move away or... Is it because of the fact that they have de-eroticized you and there needs to be some passion brought back into the marriage? Either way, there's things to do. Mm-hmm. There is hope for the situation. So just because they've said that doesn't mean it's time to file for divorce. It just means that it is a warning sign that something is wrong. And now like a check engine light, there's a check engine light that's come on. Mm-hmm. Now let's identify what's happening so we can fix it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and get back on the road. Okay.
0: Okay. Excellent. Very good. At the same time, Kimberly, sometimes life just tumbles in. So Mm -hmm. all the things we've been saying are accurate, but sometimes things happen like a person loses a job and it might've been a very good paying job because of this economy or what's going on out there. And all of a sudden you add money woes. Mm. What do you do then? Well, let's talk about that on the next episode of Relationship Radio.